Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Joined by all Dudley boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. Oh, yeah. Look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. And I'm letting a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to this weekend's show, AEW Collision. We'll get into a sort of wider discussion later on, re-AEW attendances. Um, but lots to look forward to on tonight's show in terms of fallout from last week. Fallout. Yes. Fallout from... What? They keep uh, making, right, okay. Escape the cage. Right. Yeah, I can't get pinned, so we have to do escape the cage. Cage match. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, and the, uh, well, I suppose the beginnings, or the, well, technically, fallout from Wednesday night's invasion of CMLL and their beginnings of their feud with BCC, it seems, with the, the Danielson match we'll get into. But yeah, what, my overarching question is, what is next for the House of Black? Because... They keep losing against FTR. They did that. If you lose, you have to join us. And it was like, all right, well, what if we win? And they just won. And then it was like, right, steel cage match. We'll attack Daniel Garcia beforehand. We'll get rid of uh, Mark Briscoe as well. And then FTR and their mates still win. If I was of a cynical disposition, Wilborn, I would suggest that this program followed a certain pattern. You had... Uh, FTR got beat off the House of Black first. Yes. Then they ran it back Mm -hmm. with the family at ringside. And FTR, like, got their win back. And then it was a trilogy on TV. Then it ended with the Escape the Cage and Elimination Escape Cage. There's three matches and it's 2-1, basically. Yes. First of all, before we talk about the future of House of Black and if they even really have one. Um, do you think, knowing what we know about FTR and that all of their big feuds tend to conclude with a two out of three falls match, or there's a two out of three falls match in there somewhere, that that was pitched? This is all completely cynical yeah. conjecture here. Pitched with the idea of, we're not doing two jobs. Struggle mm. to get me to do one job, let alone two. <laughs> so two out of three falls is completely off the table. And then they've done this idea to do 
an elimination escape, the cage, which was meant to be elimination, and then the escape was always going to happen, but the match graphic department made a whoopsie. Uh, not to relitigate at all, but uh, the House of Black lost. And you know what? If, in fact, the rumor is true, and you can connect a lot of dots if you want, and they just don't like doing jobbing. And the fact that they're gotten to on Twitter and socials means, leads me to believe that that's what you do. You, you, you get gotten to. Like, I think they're bigger losers for just having that much stock in themselves. Mm. Like, what? You haven't moved a needle. You haven't really done anything. You had a... Uh, Malachi Black had a fantastic year in that era of NXT when I would hazard a guess... That seventy to eighty percent of the people who were putting over takeovers, as they should have, yeah. because they at the time were mostly unbelievably great, lied about watching the TV. Yeah, totally lied about it. Like, remember once, and it stuck and struck me. Reading the Observer once, this was like years ago now. Um, it doesn't feel like it, but it was years mm. ago, and they were going. Uh, Dave had access to the top 10 most watched network shows at the time. And the most recent episode of NXT was defeated by Table for Three. It's yes. Like, well, it can it be this incredibly well-received hourly show on the network that everyone's into, the level of acclaim would suggest that everyone's watching it. Like, you're getting beat by Table for Three. <laughs> A lot of people... Well, that on Wednesday nights instead. Yeah, no. I could just tell that people aren't really being truthful when they are putting it over. Oh, another great takeover. I'll see you again in uh, two months. I mean, on, on Wednesday, <laughs> bollocks. So Malachi Black did really well on the takeover stage and as a star, and you just knew he was going to get buried by Vince and all the rest of it later, as they all yeah. did. But it was, as far as, insofar as NXT goes, he felt like the star. But, you know, if you're getting beat for table for three and people, and this is a, I do think people were lying about watching NXT Weekly and I think there's been a collective, okay, I didn't watch it every <laughs> week since those days. So what I'm getting at is Malachi Black, if in fact these rumors are true and it's not this just incredible coincidence that he never works singles matches despite also insisting that he's completely healthy and the dirt sheets are lying about his injuries, well, you're not wrestling. There's a story there. I'm adamant there's a story there. If if there isn't, Tony Khan needs to be, yeah. you know, done for promotional malpractice because you should be putting a guy. He's so good, Malachi Black. He is so good. Remember that exchange with Kenny Omega at Revolution? Oh, my God. I think that was, like, my favorite two minutes of rest, like wrestling all last year. Mm. Like the match had been bettered on the whole. But that, I was desperate to watch them in the singles. Absolutely desperate. And it never happened. I wouldn't think less of Malachi Black if he lost in a if he, if he got pinned by FTR on that. Is it a mid carder? That's what he is. Yeah, I've just said his group is a bunch of losers for the time being. They're awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like you say, maybe this is the catalyst of okay. Like you say, two out of three falls match. If we win, House of Black, that is, uh, you have to join us with your family and blah 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 blah. But if FTR win. House of Black have to disband, right? Julia Hart will be fine on her own. Yeah. Uh, obviously, she's got championship as well. I mean, Brody King, look at the C2. 
And then you can either do, yeah, Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black as a tag team, who just continue, but, you know, on under the House of Black banner, or just free them up to do, yeah, more awesome singles stuff. Do more. That's well, yeah, so Malachi Black would have to do <laughs> something to do more, for God's sake. He'd have to do one to do more. I, I don't know what's going on there. It's very much this collision island which was the meme last year of all the people who don't want to do jobs or have annoyed the locker room or just get lumped on Collision Island on Saturdays. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, where's Miro? Yeah, that's a good point. Where's Miro? The last sighting of Miro, World's End? I was going to say, yeah, was it not when... And he won. He should be going on to bigger and better things. But in a ranking system, can he go on to do bigger and better things? If, again, this is all conjecture... He literally refuses to job or is not keen on jobbing. He's not a jobbing enthusiast. What can he do? He's not going to be the champion, but he's not going to do any jobs. That's a question. So if you're not the champion, if you're not Bob Holly and you're going around beating everyone, which Miro, <laughs> again, Miro, I would put Miro at that Malachi Black level. Like really, 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 really good. Not great, not a superstar, not a main, not so great that you're a main event guy you can build the company around. Like, I this this, this collision problem, this, this there has to be some truth to it. So in answer to your question, which I've gone round the houses as I ordinarily do, is I've got no earthly idea what's next for the house no. of black. Because there's this how to describe it? There's just this blockage where that Malachi Black's not going to get pushed to the very, very top. He seems to be, you know, and maybe, you know, if he's got jobitis, <laughs> what can you do with someone like that? Mm. You can do these very narrowly lost programs like we've just seen with FTR where you lose, but dear, you don't stare at the lights. No. You just aren't as quick to get out of a cage. It's not quite the same. Do they go to the tag title picture? Well, with the books are about to dominate that in the role of heels. I mean, people love the House of Black. They could turn babyface and work the books. Yeah. That would be unbelievable. I was going to say, big picture-wise, like you say, if you do at, uh, not Collision, that's a show we're previewing, Revolution, there we go. Um, Sing and Darby Allen finish them. But books could potentially go over and become tag champions, right? And then... FTR and Hasselback's feud ends one way or another, in two out of three falls or however you want to do it, like you say. You can have, yeah, not the House of Black, but Malachi and Buddy doing tag stuff. At the same time, FTR are now free to do their own tag stuff. There could be some quite fun stuff as well of the Young Bucks hiding behind the rankings. So FTR are like, we're going to finally get our third match with you guys. Fourth, Fourth match with you guys um, for the belts. Um and Young Bucks keep stacking the deck against them. So they're like, well, you're not top of the rankings, or they keep putting them against really difficult tag teams. Or, here's another fun one, a tag team that they prefer, they keep giving them really easy matches on, like, Rampage. Yeah. To be like, well, you've one win behind these guys, and unfortunately, that's it. They're doing double duty on Rampage, yeah. so they just keep winning. I but just think, I, think it, I, I want to see an land. end of this, yeah. It's total fantasy land. There are stories that will come out in due course, mm -hmm. maybe years from now. About what the f is going on with fing FTR and the House of Black and Miro and yeah. the Young Bucks and what the hell? I remember, is it all like all in? The Bucks refuse FTR's handshake. Yeah, I I'm going all over the place, but I don't really care. 
There's only two matches to preview on Collision. So the Bucks lose to FTR. They do what Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy are doing now and refuse the handshake. That, that was going to indicate the heel turn. And then it went kind of... I just disappeared, the idea. And then the teamed with FTR afterwards at All Out in an eight-man mm-hmm. against Bullet Club Gold. That sounds. That feels right. Yeah. And then the FTR Young Bucks thing, yet again, just dropped like a goddamn stone. <laughs> dropped like a stone. And then FTR go back to Collision Island. And then the Bucks try and do something with the Golden Jets. Then that just ends and the books go away because apparently they're not happy or whatever. And then the FTR on the books thing's not happening. This, wh- whatever happens on Collision just feels like it's not really important and it literally is on an island. Yeah. Removed from the main things that are going on mm-hmm. and you're left with these weird compromises where people who, you know, rightly or wrongly or allegedly or otherwise aren't I didn't, it's just, what the f*** is going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> so the FTR on the Young Bucks thing stops, yeah. right? And then you get FTR on the House of Black. Can you imagine Tony Khan and the WhatsApps trying to get people to, like, toe the line? Yeah. And that, you'd be like, oh, for God's sake, he has 25 minutes to do what you want. I don't care anymore. Meanwhile, Miro's doing nothing. Like, literally nothing. And he's won what was meant to be. If you're getting a singles match on pay-per-view in AEW, that surely means something for your prospects going forward. He's just doing nothing again. Yeah. And again, like, what it, what's going on? He's not going to be a star, but he doesn't really want a job that much. Well, what are you going to do? You, I don't want you to win. You don't want to lose. Right? Do, f- do nothing then. Yeah. Remember the FDR versus Andrade, uh, the House of Black versus Andrade program, when it was Malachi Black doing the mask theft and mm. doing the talking ladder match with Buddy Andrade and Malachi Black did not have a match no speaking to Miro by the way it's time, it's time to play the game time to play, time to play the game, game. <laughs> <laughs> did it did it did it, did it. what was the last month where Miro had more than one match and I'm including all TV and all this and pay-per-view. Ah, I'm sure he had a match. He came back on the first collision. Correct. Which launched in June of last year. Bingo! Tony Nice, collision one, 17th of June. Anthony Henry, Collision 3, 29th of June. Since then, he's had five matches, including pay-per-view matches. He's either a total sick note, injury-prone, or the just the... the Miro Anderton. Aye. <laughs> that, it's just never, ever been... As soon as he dropped that belt to Sammy Guevara, the whole thing's gone to complete and mm. utter... Well, it's just completely unraveled, that relationship. Yeah. They were doing such a phenomenal job huh? with him as TNT, anyway. He obviously liked being the TNT champion. He was great at that. And then he probably just thought, all right, okay, well, I was great at that. Maybe I should enter the main event picture. And Tony obviously would have strapped him up and went with him, but he just mustn't have seen him at that level. And Miro saw himself at that level. And now just a total impasse. 
like there's so much political impasse and it seems to be centralized to collision that maybe it's no wonder that these shows are very much match 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 i got a, i ate a lot of crap for it but i said it was dark with better matches mm. and less irreverent commentary is the reason for this potentially that he's got right? Okay, I've got the House of Black on there. I've got Miro on there. Had Andrade on there. I'll try and book some storylines, and they all just got noped. I, this, what is going on on yeah. the Saturday show? And with some of the people who are meant to be like featured prominently on it, is it just such a complete nightmare to navigate the booking of it? And it feels like they're more committed to Rampage as well now. Like they've doubled their efforts. Fair play. So, like, we're putting some big matches on Rampage, and it, that feeds into Collision, but, I don't know, it just feels such an afterthought to everything. Yeah, it's just, it just feels completely disconnected from everything that's, it barely feels like canon. Mm. Collision half the time. Barely feels like canon. And the House of Black, I don't know. They, like, it's heavily reported that they just want to leave. And maybe you don't book them in a significant program if they just don't want to leave. Mm. Um... I they should just be lucky. They should be lucky that AEW exists. Mm. Uh, one thing that is following on from what happened on uh, Wednesday night is this uh, Blackpool Combat Club CMLL lads feud that seemed to begin with them obviously attacking John Moxley. Um, there's a, an eight man on Rampage, I believe, uh, but on Collision you've got Brian Danielson versus. And I apologise in advance. I'm going to butcher this name. Hechicero. Hechicero. Thank you. I think it's Hachisero. I think I, I, we did a little bit of research. Look, his entrance looked awesome, by the way, the, the video that I saw. Yeah. Um, I don't, for my sins, know a great deal about it. You talked a little bit about the, some of the CMLL guys uh, on the Dynamite review. But it's, I mean, it's another case of Brian Danielson just goes, I'm retiring or at least slowing down a little bit. I quite fancy fighting that guy. And I'm like, fine by me. Yeah, absolutely fine by me. Absolutely fine by me. Um, Danielson is the model. Like, the amount of jobs he's done in AEW, and he's Brian f***ing Danielson. He <laughs> is the American f***ing dragon. Yes. He is a hundred times better than anyone not named Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. Maybe Osprey Nakata, like, of his, of mm -hmm. the 21st century, basically, Tanahashi. Like, he's just the best of all time. Like, he just is. Either him or Kenny. And he's doing jobs. He's done jobs to Garcia. He's done jobs to, like... He's done jobs to everyone. Mm. He's jobbed at Jericho. He's jobbed at Chris Jericho <laughs> on AWTV or on pay-per-view, I think it was. He's the model. Um, so I give that man what he wants because you know for a fact that he's a professional. He's going to do business. Um, he's going to probably win this. And yeah. then I reckon there'll be a post-match attack afterwards. I like to do their every match has an angle, even if it's just like a completely walkabout brawl um, ahead of the trios one uh, on Wednesday. Um, for my sins, again, um, I just have not seen much of Hechicero. But then luckily, the good thing about X, which we complain about a lot yes. on this podcast, um, and rightfully so, absolute vermin city, um, but you get some good accounts who use it as a tool for good, a tool to spread information and to share passions, mm -hmm. which is the other side, the USA of social media. And I saw loads and loads of Hechicero clips 
and I started rubbing my hands together yeah. because this match is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, unbelievable ways of outwitting his opponents, contorting his body to like, apply submission holds. He's like, you take one look at him and you think, well, he's the best brawler I've ever seen. And he's not. He's like a larvae specialist who's unbelievable on the mat. We know Danielson's um, credentials in technical wrestling, even though he's far, far more wide-ranging than that. But he's he's, a, he's the best at everything. Like Daniel Brian Danielson's brawls are better than most people's, but he specializes <laughs> in technical wrestling. This is going to be incredible. Um, I hope for a repeat of last week's crowd. Yeah, they were reverent big time towards Eugene Agata, and that match got the most lovely atmosphere imaginable. I hope it's something like that. But even if it isn't, the people who are really in the know about their technical wrestling and international wrestling in 2024 basically manifested this one, willed it into existence. Mm. It was like, this is the one if you get, like, the second that... Because um, this isn't the first inkling that AEW was going to collab with CMLL because of course you've already had Mystico against Rocky Romero yeah. on Rampage that was really fun so like it's like predating this CMLL angle a lot of people have said right Danielson versus Mystico Danielson versus Blue Panther and that's more sentimental because Blue Panther's getting on in years yeah. and uh, but Hechicero was the one we're getting it um, you know what you're going to get you're going to get technical professional wrestling of the highest level. The only thing that's dampening my enthusiasm is how much the crowd is aware of Hechicero. But the AEW fan base, we've had the odd outlier, and it really is like aberration stuff where they just want to cheer for the WWE yeah. guys or do what chance. Mercifully, that's been like an aberration. <laughs> Even if they are not really aware of Hechicero, or are more there for your more broader hybrid stuff that AEW can do. This promises to be so fantastic that you'll just get locked in. Yeah. The absolute worst you can hope for is that kind of raw crowd reaction where they're not really into the body of the match, but they get worked into it rather mm. than like doing cartwheels in the stands and throwing babies in the air as soon as the bell rings. But this should be great. I'm interested in how much of it is worked on the mat. Like Danielson is... Um, very much a guy who likes to test himself. If you look at the ZSJ match, I don't think they left the ring. Maybe not, yeah. I don't think they'll... Maybe to take a powder, I don't think they left the ring. Mm. I don't think they'll leave the ring here either. I think Danielson likes to test himself by doing minimalist stuff at times. Um, he's a guy who once wanted to do a three-hour match just to see what it looked like and if he <laughs> could do it. I would like, just because... I'm writing a piece right now on the site about how stylistically homogenized wrestling is and how that's a big part of the malaise that I feel and I think a lot of other people can feel as well. Um, I'd like this to stay completely in the ring mm. just to give it a different dimension as a TV match, which so many of them bleed into the next. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. The other match advertised for tonight's show is, of course, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Keith. Do you think they'll sort of mirror what happened last week? Like, say, Danielson opens the show, for example. Uh, wins. Wins, and then Kingston's like, oh, I can have my theme interrupt yours as well. Or, or Dan and Danielson commentates on him or, or something. Yeah, obviously, they've not forgotten about this. Or, or... Danielson Hechicero can open. They need a big main event, then, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielson Hechicero opens. The BCC are not in the building for whatever reason. The CMLL All-Stars join in the attack. Kingston comes down and goes, nah, and yeah. then walks back out. Yeah. They can use these fixtures to build something to... Because it's surely going to revolution at this point, Danielson, yeah. Kingston. Um, steps over that. Danielson's body as he on the way to the ring. Yes, something like that. <laughs> I, no, I love it. Um, I Eddie Kingston versus Brian Keith is exactly the kind of match where I'm convinced on the night it'll be tremendous. Yeah. Um, I've got a sneaking suspicion, Will Bourne, that Eddie Kingston's going to win. I might agree with you on that so one. So I don't necessarily... I'm not, like, setting the alarm. I'm not revved up. Mm. I'm not doing my tasks or going around the supermarket and thoughts just enter your head and think, oh, oh my God, it's Kingston versus uh, Brian Keith tonight. Yeah. It's not that level of match, and it's increasingly hard to get that level of match. Um, and you can kind of see what it looks like already in your head, um, but I've got no doubt whatsoever that, like, Brian Keith is, what an audition he's had yeah. over the past few appearances on AEW television. Um, you're in there with a the master in Kingston, this is going to rock. Kingston's going to win. It's very much that. It's a very, very AEW match. <laughs> Star gives upcoming opponent a lot in really well-received match with a predictable outcome. It's hard to get jazzed about it and anticipate that kind of match, but in the moment, they'll knock it out of the park. Oh, I've the no level doubt. of talent's great. I think they'll mesh together really well. I'm, ex- I'm excited without thinking about it. Yeah, I was slightly concerned about 
Eddie Kingston and his title reign because when the rankings came out, you looked, obviously, it's very different what it used to be in terms of it was just like one world title and TNT when that first started and you could sort of divvy people off as, like, so-and-so is going to go for this title, so-and-so is obviously going for the world title. But you looked, and I think, just off the top of my head, it was like Swerve Hangman, so their world title, uh, Adam Copeland, TNT, obviously, Roddy Strong's on there, and one other name that I've, escapes me right now, but you could all divvy them off, and basically no one was fighting um, Kingston, but like you say, they've not forgotten about the Danielson-Kingston stuff, and that's, so it's not like you've got to be like, Danielson's racking up some wins, he is in, in front of us all, um, but it's, yeah, that was my concern, is that, that you look at the rankings going, well, no one even relates to Kingston or is in his or maybe yeah. Mox is on there. I think Mox might be the fifth one, which obviously he does sort of, but um yeah, that was my concern. But I think you don't need to really worry yourself with that for the time being, because the Danielson thing's gonna get revisited. He's flipping him off every yeah. opportunity he gets, basically. Um in terms of other champions, Hook, uh obviously a big spotlight on him ironically, big spotlight <laughs> on him recently. Um World title match, and then subsequently he had the bit, bit with Brian Cage on last week's collision, then the bit on Dynamite. It's tonight the night that Brian Cage goes, right, I've had enough of this. I feel like they're building it for a Dynamite maybe the week after next. I have a suggestion for tonight, uh, for this weekend's show. Is it physically impossible? It's not physically impossible. It's very dangerous, though. Um, obviously, Hook's thing is, and it's sort of reversing it, I'm leaning more on the Batman thing of like, Oh, look, there's the, the hook symbol in the sky. That means hook's coming. What if? I don't know if you can like this or not. What if? Is it cost something to a Wolverine? No. Oh, God, no. Um, the hook symbol's lit up, but hook hasn't done it, right? And hook, like, shows up, because obviously when you put the bat symbol on, the Batman shows up. Hook shows up like, who, who, lit the, who lit the beacon? I'm here. And it's Brian Cage or whoever, Prince Nana or whoever, has done this to set him up. Then Brian Cage throws him through the uh, the hook symbol spotlight to set up the uh, the big match. Might not happen on Collision tonight, but uh, this weekend bollocks. I always forget that. Thoughts? Uh, fed brained idiot babyface stuff from Wilborn. <laughs> There's a big show in Cena who did you, that. You, you got the fist bump earlier this week. You were on a roll. You're off the roll. <laughs> Call me butter, baby. I'm off the roll. You're off the roll. You don't like butter on your rolls. You're definitely off the roll now. Yeah. Right, um, let's get this back on track. Just like AW's attendances. Segway, uh, Sige, this weekend collision is at the Burt Ogden Arena in Edinburgh, Texas. The what arena? Burt Ogden. More like Squirt Ogden. Correct. <laughs> um, a decent, two, 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 just over two and a half thousand. Uh <laughs> Which is that's for it's f- basically nearly full. There's like 128 tickets left. It's not full. It's well, their yeah, sorry. It's their capped out capacity <laughs> of the maximum tickets they think they can sell. There are very few real sellouts. You could just move the big screens out and get a sellout, get more seats in. The sellout is all very much what the promoter says the allocation has been sold out. Um I mean I it's a piss poor number for your major cable arena sized wrestling outfit it's mm. piss poor it's just better than 2000 it's not it's i and i think it's one of those more intimate arenas thank god it's not like the friggin <laughs> the prudential center with like 3200 people in there so i hopefully it'll feel like a more throbbing intimate 
throng, I guess. Um, but just in general, I know Dave has made this point, but I'm going to say this point again because I made this point when we were reviewing the Rampage ROH Dynamite taping live in Las Vegas in the Oyo Hotel and Casino, me and Hamflit, where it was like, this is not a good experience. You get your Dynamite, and it wasn't the best Dynamite in the world, if I'm honest. It wasn't the best. It was fun, but it wasn't like, you know, you just get like a four and a half a star match on Dynamite, you're like, oh, sometimes it's very easy to have perspective on how great this was. Yeah. It wasn't quite that. I, I remember, honestly, the distinct memory, and this does have that effect on the vibe, and maybe your incentive to want to come back. Like me and Hamlet were sat down, um, hard cam side, so we basically could see the hard camera when we turned our heads like 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, all right, okay, well, we're going to sit down and watch as that other side, the other side okay. is full because that's what's fa- the camera's facing. And it's like, this thing started like 10 to three maybe because it was the West Coast. Of course, yeah. Or like five o'clock, five o'clock or whatever it was. It's like, got a 10 to five. I mean, Hamlet were like, yeah, this is fun. We're in Vegas. Dynamite. Honestly, watching a Dynamite was just as much as uh, a bucket list item as like a WWE pay-per-view because yeah. it was like something that I've cherished for a long time. And then I was like, I want to get more into this. Yeah. But it's hard because is everybody. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we kind of looked at each other as if to say, we should be like going, oh, yes, like doing the countdowns. Oh, here comes... Justin Roberts, ugh. But he's telling you to make some noise. And, and Tony Khan's doing his weird hand <laughs> movements before the shoe. Uh, where, why can I see so many green seats? Mm. Like, why can I see so many green seats? I'd already seen some ROH, and it's fine. It's kind of like dark match fair, only you can see it. I didn't expect this. And I think it was uh, Kingston. Uh, no, not Kingston. Brian Cage versus um, Willie Mack. Oh, that's good. And it was like a nice little eight-minute there kind of match. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Now it's Dynamite. And after that, we've got Rampage. And after that, we've got Ring of Honor. And I'm thinking, will I ever eat again? <laughs> I'm starving. Yeah. And like, an American lunch as well. So I'd think, oh, I've had my lunch. I don't have six hours of wrestling. Let's go. Mm. I was like, I was getting hungry in America. That's not possible. <laughs> I'm a fat bastard. It's not possible to get that hungry in America. Walked outside, and we've told the story before. Met a really nice fan using a, a plug, charges yes. phone, because the show had got on so long that he'd run out of battery. And we're like, oh. And like, we were like, we had to leave because we had content to create. Um, and like, they kept saying, Shabbat's coming out. Shabbat's going to have a match. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to see that. And it's like, there's probably about 800 people left. And it's like, it's not really a big time Shibata matches, is it? No. Um, and the guy was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, my friends really want to go and eat. We're starving. But I kind of want to see Shibata. It's not a good experience. I mean, it is for like three hours. Mm. And even that's too freaking long, let's be honest. And it's like, all right, three hours and then Rampage starts. These marathon tapings just feel like you've had your fill of rest, live wrestling for a year after you've gone. You, you know, like, the whole point is, it's the most biggest entertainment cliche in the world. Leave them wanting more. Mm. Leave them wanting more. I was left completely full, apart from the food that I desperately wanted to eat, <laughs> of which I was not full. That doesn't help at all. Doesn't feel like a premium ticket. Doesn't feel like, 
I have to come when they come to town because I love it so much and it doesn't and it feels like they only come around once in a blue moon. Yeah. Oh yes, I have to get a ticket. That actual vibe and experience is gone. The broader problems with creative obviously haven't helped. Uh, apparently, people are on them for their small ticket promotion, which is not great at all. Um, there was that point made last year when they were just burning through the same towns over and over again. I think long-term systemic issues exist within that live uh, live events department. Apparently, they've been they're trying to resolve them. But the absolute be-all and end-all for me is if the show was great week to week, more people would want to go and see the show live. Mm. That is, like, look at WWE. They improved the product. And there's no, I haven't heard of any talk about, oh, you know, that they really did the ticket prices or they sorted out the small promotion, um, the local promotion, and they did radio, and they made all these little steps, and then they got the crowds back. Have you read anything to that effect? No. Or have you just thought uh, people are really into the product, therefore the arenas are full? Sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes it is as simple as that. Do you subscribe to the mentality... Roy Shire said. Hamlet talks about quite a lot. I know it's obviously card subject to change, and it's not like when you buy a ticket you are guaranteed all the big stars that are in AEW are going to definitely be on this show. Is it that? Is it the case of, oh, I've gone to a Dynamite and I haven't seen... X, Y, and Z. I did get to see a Mox match. I did get to see a Hangman match, but it was, like you say, pretty straightforward, fair. Um, and I'm annoyed that I didn't get to see at least more of so-and-so. Is that part of it? Or I, I, I think so. I so, think so. You go- an element of that is, well, that's what happens. You know, you buy a ticket to SmackDown, you shouldn't expect Roman Reigns to make an appearance. I, but if you go to Raw, you expect Cody, you expect Seth, yeah. you expect Drew, you expect... Punk. Judgment Day. Punk. Occasionally. Occasionally. You buy a ticket to Raw, and you are... What is in your head is a 90% chance of it happening. You might not get a Seth match. You might not get a Cody match, but you get a big, long Cody promo or an angle, or he's featured. Uh, If I buy a ticket to Dynamite... Say I'm on a business conference. Say I live in America. Oh. Where are you living, first of all? Sorry. Um... It's weird, right? Because all of the places I've visited and have been privileged to visit in my life, would I necessarily live there? Um, New Orleans, a bit too bustling for me. Loved it for seven days, but that was kind of enough. I'd, I'd, probably, I'd love, love to live in San Francisco. I was about to say San Fran Maybe was going to be my Maybe San Fran. Went on honeymoon there. It was unbelievable. Vegas, no. I'd die. I'd die. Yeah. I would die. Um, New York, no. Too intense for me. I'm a bit soft. <laughs> um New York, Florida, no, that's more tourist. New York, Florida, New Orleans, San Francisco, Las Vegas, might be missing one. Um, I've always wanted to live in Maine or New England. Mm. Or maybe upstate New York. Yeah. Um, some beautiful places in, like, the south as well. Like, you see, um, I don't know, films. You see those lovely old houses, they yeah. look great. Like a rural bit, maybe. I if I'm going, I'm like if it's twenty twenty one, I'm going. I'm there. Even if they had the rotating cast then, I'm going. But now I'm thinking there's a chance I might not see a match with Well, look at last week's Dynamite card. 
You had Hangman and Mox. Great. Not the best matches, but you got to see them too. Swerve, to a lesser extent, even though he's not on the tippy-top level yet. Like, you just, you're not seeing Takeshita, you're not seeing Danielson, um, not seeing Darby in a match. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these people who you watch these things for, just something like they're just not on every single week. And I do understand from a television perspective why you should have a rotating cast, but he's taken that way too far through his greed. So I do think that's a big problem. I do really think that is a big problem. And it's just there's too many wrestlers now where half of the ones who you could receive as stars just don't feel like stars because they're not featured as stars. And I've said this one million times, and I'll say it a million times more. The root of all of AEW's problems is in the fact that they're recruitment policy was way too impulsive and greedy and created a big mess and the vast majority of these messes splinter off from that core problem do you think that it's it's one of those things it's it's turning a, a tanker around isn't it in terms of i know revolution is what it is uh all in's doing great as well but in terms of week to week and it is going to pick up i believe in a month or two i've seen, seen some numbers. half decent i've seen that thing i've seen respectable ones not great ones yeah. but i've seen way more respectable on wrestletics other than these disasters we've been having for about 3 months now but yeah even if you book sting every single week to wrestle a ridiculous i think it's, i think it's got two more matches in it yeah it's not going to suddenly pop huge numbers on every single place they go is it just a case of Keep doing what they're doing because they've had far better dynamite, in my opinion, in 2024 than large parts of 2023. And just hope that that encourages people to come back as well. Yeah. They, they cannot mess up a card or an Osprey. They cannot just be in the mix, in factions, in never-ending sort of... That never-ending loop of, oh, it's Osprey against... I mean, I like him. I think he's great, but Tony Nice. Yes, yeah. He yeah. has to have those kinds of matches at some point. But oh, you get uh, you get Osprey versus Tony Nice this week. No Okada, but you have to go. You have to build around them too if you bring them in. And money, of course. Money. I think she'll do do good stuff for them in terms of tickets as well because people haven't been able to see her in the US for. She's always been a proven draw. Yeah. Um, uh, I. We shall wait and see. But let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Collision this weekend on X. Uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown preview is available right now. Wrestle Culture is coming your way later on today. Me and Sidgwick, of course, will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. 
Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.